This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with Neutral Ground Brewing Company. I am Tim Dennis, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. So joining us today, we have Stan Hudson, the head brewer, and Sean Dublay, the head of operations for Neutral Ground. We're going to talk about King Cake Beers, Tornado Warning Porters, if I can get that out, and Harvest Series of Beers. Guys, thanks for joining us. Ah, thanks for having us. A lot of great topics to cover there with Neutral Ground. And Neutral Ground, we're going to find out. And, yeah, what Neutral Ground is all that. about. It's yeah, of course. Time. You know, Brian, we know this. Nate knows this. Stan knows this. Sean, you probably do too. This is a fun show for us because Stan is a longtime friend. Indeed. Uh, much less. Stan, what have we known each other? Probably a decade or more at this point? I think it's at least that, yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah. we didn't actually meet through beer. No. It was uh, no. cigars at the yeah. time. We were all cigar smokers. We were on some cigar forms that, if I'm not mistaken, most of them are deceased are deceased and gone at this yeah. time so like way gone way gone way i think we went through actually several different reincarnations of some <laughs> of the sites before we got Absolutely. there but those the politics of those things people yeah. getting banned and people arguing about over the break internet. off into oh, factions yeah. and stuff right. it was crazy man oh yeah it was, it <laughs> it was, was fantastic. Nuts. yeah sean are you a cigar smoker i smoke maybe four cigars a year okay every, every now and again Gotcha. To be honest, that's about where I am right now. And maybe not not even four a year, just every now and then I'll get into one. Not like it used to be. It used to be a great story of hanging with Stan. Yes. We met at what they called the Cigar Tweet Up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And uh, Stan had actually shipped kegs of beer up. That's right, yes. From Texas yeah. to make sure we had some good drinking. And I had driving a, a yeah. sexy Cadillac Escalade at the time. And yeah. we popped the hatch on that and turned it into a portable bar in the parking lot there, and uh, we drank times. stands. It was. We Basically were there with, tailgating uh, with Pete Johnson from Tatsuahe and some yeah. other guys, I think, too. Yeah. And for those yeah. that don't know cigars, Pete Johnson would be, I don't know exactly who to compare him to, but he's a, a cigar superstar, I think. Very yeah. much, yeah. You know, beer world, he'd be, you know, famous. I don't know. I don't know an equal yeah, comparison. Yeah, I don't know how to do not. that. They're yeah. so, it's so different, the industry. Same, but different. Same, but different. But, uh, indeed. The, yeah. but that was a good time. Well, you know, speaking of beer and cigars, do you pair the two, Stan? Do you ever dabble with both? With the brewery, no. I, you know, I mean, personal life, I always try to figure out something I can. I can have with a cigar. Sure. Uh, if I'm going to have some beer outside and it's nice enough weather, unfortunately, the weather hasn't been nice enough at all hardly lately. Too so, hot or too rainy or too yes. hurricaney? Hot. <laughs> hot. Too hot. hot and then too wet and too humid. And then earlier it was too cold and just. Always something, man. It's always just too no something. Just too that. much. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Sean, when you do get your few cigars a year, do you dabble in any pairings? No, not really. It's usually mm -hmm. as part of like a a group of guys getting together and just smoking and 
usually somebody brings a bottle. It's usually scotch, actually. That sounds um, good. Yeah. Right. We're down with that. that. That sounds like the perfect reason to smoke cigars. You're there with a few buddies. Someone's got a nice bottle of scotch and a few cigars, and that's really the way to do it up, man. It's perfect. It's yeah, a good it's time. perfect. I do have a few because I, I think I probably smoke more often than most of you guys. My classic was always going with an Oliva Connecticut or an EP Carrillo New Wave Connecticut, a Connecticut cigar, and a Belgian Golden. I used to enjoy that a lot with Duvel. I used to be my, right. my default thing. I do like, and it's an easy, it's just a kind of a layup thing, the, the Camacho Nicaraguan Barrel Age or Podomo Bourbon Barrel Age cigars with any kind of stout or darker beer, they're fine. Sure. And, uh, of course, the Winston Churchill Late Hour is also a, a whiskey barrel aged one, I believe. And that's a little lighter, so I'd go maybe not as intense with your stouts, but any of those go well. And I found that you can really pair a, like a lager or you know something not very intensely hoppy, not something really boozy, but just about any cigar pretty safely. You know, just a, okay. an easy, clean lager usually goes pretty well. It, you get a little too many hops in there, you you start having them fight. The, the tobacco uh, the likes to fight with the bitterness of the hops. I, I can see that. So, the kind yeah. of dominant hops will dominate your palate if they're really yeah. heavy there. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, so. and, and they make the, the cigar just taste like hot, just burnt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't yeah. play well together very often. No. Every, every now and then I found something hoppy that works okay, but almost always it has to do with the hops have, have faded a little bit, so they've actually lost some of their edge, and that's why they're yeah. more palatable. Okay. So that's been my experience. I know some people enjoy the, the combination, and uh, I've been known to be drinking a, you know, if you go with like a milkshake IPA, you, that milk quality to it, uh, anything with lactose in it is going to go well with a cigar. I mean, across the board. Nice and, you and get creamy, away. Huh? Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that combination. Lactose doesn't love me, but yeah. I love it. So. What if you had a milkshake smoothie seltzer? Would that pair well with a cigar? <laughs> No, it'd be terrible. Pair well, with a terrible. white owl. Yeah. With a, a white owl. Grape. With a, with a purple white owl, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grape yes. So on those barrel-aged cigars, do you get the notes from the barrel? Stan, have you tried those like the barrel-aged ones? I haven't had any of the barrel-aged cigars, so I can't speak to that. Okay. But I do know, back to your point, though, is like I do know that I really have always dug like uh, English browns and uh, like the Padron Maduro lines. Oh, like yeah. The, oh, perfect. The, the brown labels. Yeah, they yeah. work fantastic together. I think that's one that's kind of under-talked about, but those that know, know. Oh, the yeah. Padron's 1,000 series and that. Like, oh, yeah. What is the Padron 5,000 Maduro? Yeah, 5,000, 6,000, the two big ones, uh, the two really popular ones. But yeah. any of the 1,000 series are great. And Good stuff. Great I need, see, now I need a cigar again. I want to smoke Give me a stout. Great. I'm yeah. going to get a stout. I'm going to get a ball of scotch out of the corner here, yeah. and I'm going to fire up a cigar. There you We're go. Gonna do Perfect. It there you go. So. Well, Tim, I think it's time for the Beers of the Week. Now it's time for our Beers of the Week. Brought to you by The Nest, craft beer and barbecue in downtown Kennesaw, Georgia. TheNestKennesaw.com. Well, Brian, as always, we've got a great list of beers to get into. It's all about NGBC today. We want to thank our friends at The Nest once again for sponsoring. I have some unfortunate news from The Nest. We had Nestoberfest scheduled due to an abundance of caution with the uptick in COVID cases. They've decided to postpone slash cancel that for now. But stay tuned. They're going to try and do it again. It was a charity event for Bottle Share. So, you know, good cause, unfortunately, getting hit here. But much better to be safe. So they're going to hold on that for now. But uh, So go show them some support. Have some wings and barbecue. You know, help them out. And go see the Bottle Share. Yeah. Drop them a little bit. So our beers this week in GBC. I'm starting. I feel like I'm starting at the top here with what you, the <laughs> list you put here, Brian. 
So King Cake in yes. GBC. King Cake, this is kind of your flagship, your star beer. Sean, is that your brainchild or Stan's? Uh, actually, it's a collaboration, but it was really Stan's idea. After we decided on the name and then we had the, the New Orleans background and the Texas background, he came up and he said, you know, we got to have a King Cake beer. And so then he worked on the formula for it and it took a couple tries, but man, he, he really nailed it down. It's a really complex brew. He can explain it better, but I know it's got a way more ingredients than most uh, craft beer. The typical beer. We're looking forward. We're going to talk yes. about that one more. I can't wait to dip into that. But uh, we also have Force Majeure Hazy IPA. We have Renaissance English Mild, the Juiciest Berries IPA. And Brian, we are drinking right now Synesthesia Saison. We are, yes. For those that know, you know. For those that don't know, we'll talk about it a little more in the next segment. So, Brian... Uh, real quick, we don't have much time here. Can you give us a quick news story? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. Okay, really quick. According to Drinks Business, unusual weather has led to an unusual barley harvest in the UK. The bad news is the dry weather followed by the wet weather slowed everything down, but the slowing down actually resulted in a better barley crop than most years have seen. So better quality uh, a little later, a pain for the farmers, but it's going to pay off for us drinkers in the a end. A good crop yep. then, huh? All yep. right. Good that, barley, man, makes good beer, right. right? Slow it so. down. It, it matures differently and better, apparently. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Take its time, man. That's right. Good stuff. Well, Brian, all the news we got time for this yeah. week. We'll do more <laughs> when we can. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Neutral Ground Brewing Company. Headed to the Battery in Atlanta? Be sure to check out the Terrapin Atlanta Brewery and Taproom. Whether the Braves are playing at home or on the road, the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom is always pouring all of our locally brewed Georgia beers like Hops Executioner and High and Hazy, while also introducing small batch R&D beers created on our five-barrel pilot system right inside the Braves Stadium. And if you're looking for great food, we've got you covered with Fox Brothers Texas-style barbecue. Stop by and see us today at the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom at the Battery Atlanta. Powder season is here, and the nest in Kennesaw, Georgia, has plenty of outdoor space for you to enjoy a cold beer and some tasty barbecue. They've got 48 taps of great beer, wine, cider, and even hard seltzers, plus an impressive craft cocktail list, so there's something for everyone. If you're ready for some friendly competition, head over every Tuesday for trivia, or relax and take in the local talent with live music every Wednesday and Sunday. Enjoy the great weather while you can. Grab your friends and head to the nest in Kennesaw, Georgia. guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show shake it back welcome back to the beer guys radio show remember all episodes are available on demand so if you miss the broadcast get the podcast beer guys radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps now let's get back to neutral ground brewing company sean and stan thanks again for being here with us we do appreciate it and sean we're going to start with you because we know stan we, we, already... we know what he's got to say 
So <laughs> yeah, right. We've heard it all before. Yeah. So Sean, how did you and Stan meet, and how did you guys meet and lead to a Neutral Ground Brewing Company? Well, actually, I met Stan through Angela. His wife and my sister-in-law used to work together, and they became friends. And so, you know, going to family functions, uh, my sister-in-law, she'd invite Angela and Stan over to her house. And so I met him there. And I don't remember how long ago it was, but he actually showed up with a growler, and he started sharing beers. And I wasn't even into craft beer at the time. And he poured me just this little sampler, like a little four-ounce cup of beer. And I'm thinking, you know, hey, where's the rest of it, you know? And <laughs> yeah. And I tasted it, and then I realized, oh, wow, this is good. This is not, you know, Corona. This actually has some flavor to it. This is a, a good beer. And so, uh, you know, from there, we just we became friends and ran into him at family functions and whatever. And I was actually at his wedding, and... He and his wife came to, at the time we were still living in Louisiana, and he and his wife came down and spent some time with us for Mardi Gras. So that's how we met. It, the beautiful meeting there. You know, Sean, I've heard a lot of people, you talked about that first time. And first, like, toting around beer and sharing it, that's so Stan. Yes. I mean, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. And But the, you're talking about the four-ounce pour, and so many people that we've introduced to it, like, they'll come hang out with us at the studio on the weekend just to share a beer, and it'll be four, five, six of us in here, we'll open up a single can and get these little teeny glasses and start passing it around. And they're like, right. what are these guys doing, man? That's, do we really have to share one 12-ounce beer? What, what right. are these guys doing? So, And there'll be times where we have a guest in here that isn't familiar with how, how we drink, and we'll pass them a beer, and they'll take the whole thing and they'll fill up a open. shaker pint, and then we'll look like, at him and I'm like, what are you doing? That's what? the only can we Come got. Come on. What are you going <laughs> right. to drink all that beer? <laughs> yeah. You don't think about it. I mean, you're around enough, you just don't think about yeah. That what we do is, it's kind of weird and not normal, Brian. Well, I don't know. I think it's kind of normal. We get to drink more different beers. We get more different stuff instead of a lot of the same. Who wants yeah, a lot of the same? I'm down with it, yeah, man. I'm yeah. down with it. Now, Stan, we've known each other a long time. How long did you homebrew before deciding you wanted to start a brewery? Uh, I think I homebrewed about 30 minutes before I decided I wanted to start a oh, brewery. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, How long did it, it take just, from that initial thought? It just thought? took another yeah, basically right? 15 years worth. Sure. Wow, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We were serious for a while, but Stan, you've been pretty dedicated. I know, you know, building the brewery in the backyard. You're a BJCP homebrew judge, correct? Yes. Yep. And all that. So pretty serious about it there. Yeah, it, it got pretty in-depth pretty fast. I enjoyed being able to see the creativity of what you can do, you know, just the artistry of it. But the fact that the artistry takes so much science just kind of hit, you know, it hit both those levels for me. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. doing this. Well, we see a lot of people that are in like engineering type disciplines that do get into brewing. You know, I think yeah. that that's your, you're a tinkerer, you know, methodical in that and scientific. The, it really does lend itself well to, you know, mechanical, technical type of stuff, scientific, as well as artist and just raging alcoholism. You know, that's right. it's the fusion, <laughs> fusion of all of these. It's heavy that, on the raging alcohol. It so it's neat yeah. being able to tweak little variables and see how it will affect what you get. And it's cool to be able to drink something that's, oh my goodness, this is a really good beer and I made it. Yeah. You know that. I never got over that from homebrewing and I missed that from homebrewing. Speaking of that, Brian, yep. speaking of homebrewing, I think this is a good segue for us. We are currently drinking right now a neutral ground brewing company, Synesthesia Saison. Now, once again, if you've listened to our show for a while, you know this. Synesthesia was uh, mine and Brian's homebrew recipe. 
We won several awards in different iterations of the beer over mm-hmm. the years. And Stan, you had tried it before, and when you started Neutral Ground, Stan reached out and honored us by saying, can I use your recipe as our house saison? I think you said you did a little bit of edit to make it fit your system, correct? Yep, so slight edits just to kind of keep the, the end product in relatively the same spot that you guys had had it, but just kind of tweaking it to make it make it come out right. Good stuff, man, system. good stuff. So, yeah. I'm curious, fundamentally, like if you're scaling this up to larger and larger batches, are you going to use the same ingredients? You going with the same hops? You uh, did you tweak those things? Uh, obviously, yeah, no, ratios I, of things. But if I remember right, I think it's mosaic. Look, look yeah, I'm mosaic at the at flame out. Yeah, and it's a ton. I kept all that the way it was. Mosaic in there. I've got the the traditional hops in the early. Do you see. do that long boil, Stan? Yeah, do you do the long boil? It's a critical <laughs> step, Stan. 90-minute boil. All right. Not 120. All right. Uh, close. All right. We'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you guys were dosing in an ounce of Haller Tower at 120, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if that's necessary, but okay. Doing creative stuff with it, and then yeah. just kind of, you know, again, tailoring it down so that what the end product was was as much like what I remembered it being, you know, not necessarily the process being the same, just the end product being the same. So, right. right. I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's nice to sip some synesthesia here. And, uh, you know, like you said, this recipe, we actually developed this one fairly young in our home brewing quote unquote career. And I reached out to several breweries we enjoyed and there were things that we wanted to tweak, but we got into a routine of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We Mm -hmm. liked the way it came out. So, you know, if my original recipe called for throwing three burnt matchsticks in at 120 minutes, I probably would have still done that because it turned out where we yeah, wanted exactly. it there. So right. Well, each time you had to take the ceremonial sniff off of the uh, the purged keg to ensure oh, that yes. the brew came out properly. So that's it's key. It's, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's really a critical step. Keg, yes, very yeah, important. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Sean, your background? Did you do a bunch of home brewing before? Did you do any, or were you? Uh, did you have a different background? Well, no real home brewing other than that Mr. Beer kit. <laughs> oh, okay. That's been something. There, been there, did yeah. that. I did something with that. But no, my background is uh, I've been in chemical manufacturing my whole working career. You mentioned folks with scientific backgrounds gravitating to this industry. And so I have a chemistry degree. And so uh, I've been in large-scale manufacturing my whole career. And kind of like what you mentioned earlier, it's just really cool that now this is the first time that I can actually make something that I can consume. So this is great. I actually get to taste what I make now. And so that's pretty good. I mean, technically, you probably could have tasted what you made before. May not have the best idea, but you (laughs) could have. Right, right, right. I do enjoy tasting the toast I make and the ice cubes. That's about the only other things I do make myself. (laughs) I love your accent, Sean. I I love it, man. I got to tell you. Thank you. Louisiana in general is one of my favorite places to visit. You know, I've done New Orleans and just the uh, the bayous there. A great right. story. I've told, I went to visit New Orleans one time, and we stopped at a mutual friend's house or my friend's friend's house on the way down there, and they did uh, jambalaya and chicken and potato salad and all this around the fire having a good time. And he had kind of a pit dug where we did the fire, and I needed to go to the restroom, so I was going back to the house, which is probably 50 yards away. And I say, hey, I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And he goes, okay. And he goes, oh, he's like, just go to the woods there. And I'm like, oh, he's like, yeah, yeah, just go to the woods. So I go to step towards the woods. He's like, make sure to watch out for the gators. 
And I kind of chuckle, and he chuckles, and he goes, no, but for real. (laughs) (laughs) Watch out for the Gators. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, just awesome people down there, man. Just always a good time. So. Oh, yeah, I love it. Indeed, indeed. Do we have enough time to get it? I don't know if we do to get into the, get the into story what? of neutral ground, what, what no, that means. You, you know what I'll say? i tell you what, since we just got a little bit of time here, I've seen the food trucks you guys get there. And speaking of Louisiana and cooking, I've seen boudin, and I've seen crawfish hand pies and that. I want to come visit. I mean, I'd try your beer if I was there. But uh, I want to come visit and, and hit that food truck you guys get out. So, Oh, that food's good. Yeah, absolutely. Does it yeah. pretty much feel like Mardi Gras all the time in the brewery? Is that kind of the vibe you're going for? Uh, it's fun. I'll say that. It's and fun. There <laughs> <you go>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to dominate the uh, New Orleans side of the partnership here. Fair and enough. Like we, want, we, we try to be a, a mix of the New Orleans and Texas. So we do try to incorporate both yeah. of the, the cultures in, into the, the brewery. But of course, as soon as I open my mouth, like you said, everybody says, you must be the guy from That's New Orleans. It. You're the half from <laughs> New Orleans there, right? Good stuff. Well, you are listening to the Beer Guys radio show. We need to take a break, but we will be back very soon with more from Neutral Ground Brewery. Looking for a perfect afternoon beer, a feel-good weeknight beer with your dinner, or a great beer for whenever you don't want alcohol? Look no further than Athletic Brewing. They've won awards on multiple continents and are revolutionizing anything you've ever thought about non-alcoholic beer. Check out their website at athleticbrewing.com for a store closest to you or order online with free shipping nationwide. Athleticbrewing.com. Use code BEERGUYS25 to get 25% off your first round on us. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our newest radio affiliates wgso 990 am in new orleans louisiana catch beer guys radio on wgso every saturday at 8 p.m now let's get back to neutral ground brewing company how appropriate brian yes welcome new orleans we're glad just in time We've talked to some breweries down there before. We had Urban South on. I was going to say, is Parrish? We they're not Urban, quite Urban South. There. I think they're outside of New Orleans a ways. A little ways, Parrish. yeah, Parrishes. Yeah, yeah. But they'd be available yeah. down there. Yes, so. yes Absolutely. they would be. Absolutely. Guys, we want to talk about neutral ground, specifically the term, and uh, the origins there of uh, what is neutral ground, because that term does have a, a little meaning here, correct? Absolutely. Yes. So in New Orleans, we don't have medians. The middle of the street, the grassy area is called the neutral ground. It's a term that's been in in New Orleans forever. But the original meaning of neutral ground um, and where the term derived in New Orleans is after the Louisiana Purchase, the border between Texas and Louisiana was actually in dispute. 
And so, you know, the United States Army would push the Mexican Army back. Mexican Army would push the U.S. Army back. And so finally, the two generals got together and said, you know what? We'll stay over here. You stay over here. And we'll let the politicians figure it out. And so that area uh, in dispute between Texas and Louisiana was called the neutral ground. And so I'm from Louisiana, stands from Texas. So we came together and so we, we named it the neutral ground. There you go. When you guys are at the brewery, do each one of you stay on opposite ends of the brewery there? <laughs> we socially distance. That's right. Yeah. Say a line down the middle of the brewery. Shaking fist at each other across the room. So. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking into it. It was a peaceful area, though. There was no conflict in that, despite there might be conflict Ooh. outside of that range. Is that correct? Or am I reading something into it that really wasn't intended? Well, the actual unintended consequence of the area was that by not having military presence in that area, that there was actually some, you know, little lawlessness and free reign uh, living in the area. So... <laughs> That's See, uh, actually yeah. another. So yeah, it was relatively keep... peaceful. Yeah, it was peaceful. There was, no, there was law. no There was no law to keep people in check. Right. Like everybody did whatever they wanted to. If you were running guns or running alcohol or running anything, you hung out in the neutral ground because nobody would come there to to come after you. It was very peaceful, except Run, for all the murders and that's violence. right, running around drinking king cake beers and murdering people. Also yeah. known as Portland, twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, so. yeah, Portland, 2021. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yeah. One neighborhood in Portland, twenty twenty one. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of the not so neutral grounds. Yeah, in Portland. seriously. Oh my goodness. So, Stan, when we were talking, kind of setting up before the show and just chatting with you, you mentioned that you guys are open. You're serving beer. You've got great snacks there, but you're not quite where you want to be equipment-wise. That's still a work in progress at Neutral Ground, correct? Still a work in progress, a very long and arduous work in progress. We had delays on getting our equipment in first, you know, with all the shipping delays that came on that everybody's experiencing in every form or fashion, except for milk crates, apparently. We get all of those. You need. Okay. Yeah. Instead of getting everything all at once, we got our brew house in March. We got our fermentation vessels in early June and we got our bright tanks in mid July and boiler came in somewhere in the mix too. We never got anything all together. It just came in very piecemeal and you're not really able to put it together piecemeal. Like sure. you need everything in its place yeah. to have the electricians come in and do their work, have the plumbers come in and do their work. You know, you can't just be like, hey, guys, you want to come in and just wire up this one box? And then maybe we'll have you come back in in a couple of months or something else. They're not going to do that. So makes sense. We finally got everything in and been trying to get get our head straight on getting all the subs in and getting all that work done. And we're still floating in limbo currently. Okay. But the beer is flowing. Yeah. So that's a good start. You're rocking and yeah. rolling basically what's going to be your pilot system, right? Yep, yep. So uh, my current big system to brew on full batches or what I can get out of full batches right now is a barrel and a half pilot system. And then my current pilot system is my old homebrew 12-gallon setup. So it's hard to keep beer on with thirsty drinkers around. So, you know, like this week, knocking out four batches this week. I'll put in another four next week. It's just continually turnover, 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 turnover. So it, it's, yeah, it's a little exhausting up. from that standpoint. You know, we've right. seen a lot of breweries here staying. I've seen this happen several times over like the last year or so where a brewery will open up, put their beers on tap, and like the middle of their second day, they're like, hey, y'all, we're out of beer. 
we had a lot bigger response than we expected. We'll get back on as soon as we can. And guess it's good that people are thirsty there. People underestimate. It sounds like a lot of liquid, but when people, you get enough people together, it doesn't last. It, sure. it really it doesn't. very it, fast. Especially if you're crazy like Stan and you're brewing 12 gallons at a time for a commercial brewery. <laughs> so, you know. Right. It's like yes. about as nano as it gets. Yeah. He, yeah. He's emptying into the serving tanks, and it's actually, he can't fill it into the vessel quick enough to, to I actually just have a really room. long hose that That's it ferments. It. Just goes the through in there. The, in the draft line. <laughs> it reminds me of that little satirical video I saw where the, the smallest nano brewer of all time. It's like a little dollhouse in oh, glasses. Right. Got the, right. <laughs> a little thimble at a time. It's like the ultimate it's craft, the very finest of liquid, you know. Drink the smallest right. glass you can, man. That's the way exactly. we're about. You get to drink more of that. That's way. Right. right. More of them. Yeah, yeah it's, I was going to just add to that. It is sure. kind of frustrating sometimes uh, because, you know, Stan puts in an eight hours on a on a brew and then, you know, we we put it on tap and then it's gone in eight hours. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I worked hard for this. So right. well, at least it lasts you eight hours. I mean, it would be it's, even yeah. worse if it was gone in an hour. That's that's you're losing ground <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Most people are going that's around wanting people to be drinking more at their brewery stands going, you know what? Take it easy. Take it easy. Just slow <laughs> it, it, sip it, enjoy it. That's right. So yeah. have you tried the, the food cart? It's yeah, really right. good. You know, you don't need a second beer. <laughs> you look you dehydrated. <laughs> Let me get you some water. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, right. so for for that reason, we've been yeah technically under uh, soft opening circumstances since we opened right. in mid-March. Yeah. And, you know, we right. haven't had any kind of grand opening or anything like that. And, you know, it's basically once that system's up and I can start putting batches in the big tanks, then we'll schedule, you know, actually having a grand opening with six months after we open. So I don't know when to count our anniversary or we just Do, well, I've party, seen a party lot every like six that. months. Yeah. All right. I'd we, go back to when you started homebrewing so you could right out of the gate say you've been doing it for like 16 my years. My 15th anniversary. 15th anniversary. Yeah, they've been here 15 yeah. years. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's all the new paint. You didn't notice this before. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sean, <laughs> we're going to have a little fun here, man. I'm going to ask you some questions about Stan, true or false. Oh, boy. These are, these are things I <laughs> may or may have not experienced with Stan or seen Stan do. So, Oh, God. True or false, Stan has brewed... During a tornado. I would say false. That is not but false. It is true. It is, it is true. true. Yep. In Georgia, as a matter of fact, yep. we were brewing a uh, <laughs> wow. a porter. And chocolate a, porter. A chocolate right. porter. Tornado sirens went off. Yep. And Brian has a little video of seeing a little uh, rotation, wow. as they call it. Yeah. Cloud rotation. Yes. Yeah. But we're so used to them here. We didn't stop brewing. Yeah, we just you know on. that I should have known that because once he does get started on a brew, he's gonna finish. Just it. go through with it. Funny thing on so, that match yeah. is that we uh we started that, then the sirens kicked off, then the storm started. Yep. And sirens kicked off. I went in the house and these knuckleheads walked out in the driveway. I was like, I wonder what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, there it is. Right there, man. Wow. Hold right my camera there. up, you know, like a yeah. lightning rod, looking yeah. to see if I could get any video of uh, a tornado. Yeah. Trying to get a tent <laughs> over the boil kettle so we didn't get too much rain water. That's true, in yeah. The, in and we brew. still didn't save the beer. It didn't turn out well. And the beer yeah. went bad no. on us. Yeah. Yeah. It went sour. yeah All right. So Terrible. we got just a little bit of time left. So one more true or false question. Okay, one more. Right. I have seen Stan argue with a motel wall. I believe that, yes. That's, that's a true, true story. That's a true that's story. Definitely that's true. a true story. Wait, was it a motel or a hotel? Because that might be technically uh, false. This was a hotel. So, yes. Technically false. Yeah. Technically during, false. During the good times that we spoke of earlier in Chattanooga, after 
uh, we were all going back. Uh, Stan had a little trouble finding his room <laughs> and had a little disagreement with the outside with wall, wall. <laughs> of the uh, hotel there. So, yeah. So those are the true-false questions of Stan. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to take a break, but we'll be back real soon to talk more with Neutral Ground Brewing Company. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to Neutral Ground Brewing Company. NGBC, guys, uh, we've had a great time chatting with you. You know, we've just kind of let it flow here, reminiscing with Stan and telling fun stories and all that, and hopefully letting people know about the personality at NGBC and some of the beers that we get there. And speaking of the beers, we do not want to miss telling people about their beers more. Yes. So we just finished their Force Majeure. Yes. Hazy IPA. And Stan, I really dig that one, man. I really like the profile on that. Really nice aroma up front. You know, nice fruity aroma. It's got that fruitiness that people are going to be looking for, you know, when they hear hazy IPA. But you know you're drinking an IPA because some of these can get buried. The IPA-ness can get buried in some of these hazy. So uh, was that kind of your goal with this one? Yeah, absolutely. As much as a, a fan of the hazies I've been, to me, it's still an IPA and it should have a little bit of, it, it should remind you that it's an IPA. It doesn't need to be, right. you know, like West Coast level bittering or anything crazy it just needs to be like hey yeah here's a pop of bitterness just remember that that's where we are that this is a beer you can miss that on some of them this is a beer and you'll know it yeah yeah you know uh, the thing that i was intrigued by was the name and the meaning of the name because i had i'd heard the term i didn't know okay. what it was yeah. is there a story behind that the force majeure or is it just kind of a, a cool term that you thought hey this could apply to a beer yeah, kind of a cool term. It just, you know, I've got, I think every brewer does. I've got a notepad list on, on the app on my phone. It was like just driving down the road. It was, oh, that would be a good name. Punch it in real quick. You know, at some point, I don't know if I was listening to audiobooks or the news or what, but I heard that term and I was like, wait a minute. That's a cool name. That's it. And that's you know, the one. going yeah. with the definition, I was like, yeah, that, that works. It's like just that 
epic movement of some sort to change the nature of the situation that nobody saw coming. I was like, that that's a cool definition. And it kind of fits in with us trying to open a brewery. We're way behind our opening schedule, as you know. And the reason we're behind is because of a force majeure event. You know, yeah, yeah, going on in this country. We were actually supposed to open in 2020. Yeah, good timing, guys. Oh, yeah. just really yeah. great timing there. So I didn't even think about that. I was thinking it's like, oh yeah, you got hurricanes out. It's like, oh no, the pandemic. Obviously, there was a yeah, pandemic. Right. I mean, that's kind yeah. of a thing. Right? You know what though? It's going on so long. It just we miss yeah. it. I well, mean, like cases it became are the new normal. It's now normal. Sure, because yeah. cases are spiking now. People are like, eh, we're going to yeah. send the kids yeah. back to school. That's right. It's fine. Yeah. I yeah, want to work from home. But let's go ahead and load these schools up with kids. That's right. That's so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good idea. We can't miss talking about this beer. We're sipping your king cake right now. Your flagship, your neutral ground, the Louisiana Touch right there in Fort Worth, Texas. Guys, I, I know in the brewery, in the tap room, we do get a little multicolored sugar rim on the glass, correct? Correct. correct. See, yep. we didn't prepare, Brian. We should have no. prepared for that. But nice king cake flavor in this beer. Yeah. You know, I've not had much in the way of king cake. Okay. And to be honest, I didn't know what king cake was before, like maybe a couple years ago. When we started homebrewing, I think one time you were talking about king cake. I'm like, Gotta what's, have it. what's that? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, you don't know what king cake is? It's like, no, no, I'm from the Northwest. We okay. have no idea what these things Dunkaroos, are. Dunkaroos, king yeah. cake, man. Well, I mean, there's not a big so calling much. for king cake, I don't think, in Portland, Oregon. So well, that's I don't Portland's think it, problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That and fighting in the streets, but that was right, a exactly. different time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So what the heck is King Cake, guys? What's the deal with this stuff? I still don't know the full story. Well, King Cake is a pastry that comes out in New Orleans around Mardi Gras time. It's the 12th night cake, basically. And what it is, it's just like a really kind of like a cinnamon roll kind of consistency. And it usually has a, a baby in it. And there's many stories as to what's the, the meaning of the baby and what's the symbolism there. But the modern day uh, use of the king cake is around Mardi Gras season. Somebody kicks it off, basically, and brings a king cake to a party or to the office. And then whoever gets the baby is just responsible for buying the next king cake and bringing it next week. And so it kind of keeps the thing going. But it's uh, basically just a cake that's usually available just around the Mardi Gras season. It's a racket to keep cake. That's right. Keep in the office, man. It's, it's by big that. cake. Big yeah. cake behind big this. Big cake pastry. is behind. Yeah, it. right. Yeah. Now, yeah, you know, during speaking, Mardi Gras season, there's no donuts usually. It's like somebody brings king all cake. the king cake. I wonder if Dunkin' Donuts does just king cakes the entire time down there. They should. I mean, they <laughs> should. Yeah. Now, you know, Brian had, had mentioned they're talking about uh, the king cake. They do these in a lot of. Uh, Varieties, different fillings and stuff. Is there plans to do it up with this king cake and do other offerings, or is this the king cake? You know, I've got it in my mind to do some variety on it, you know, maybe specifically around Mardi Gras time. Right. You know, we put out like three or four different versions of it, you know, kind of similar to having all the different versions of a king cake. You know, there's, you know, even getting into like the Zulu cake with the, uh, the chocolate and coconut. And um, there's so many, so many variations on a king cake now that really lend itself to, to doing really cool pastry beers as well. Right. So yeah. Why not? You know, but you know, as far as what we're going to offer as our 
always king cake beer. It's going to be this beer for now and ever. This is a flagship for you. Like it's the, the headliner beer for your brewery. Like yes. at this point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At this point, like this is enough to get people in the door to come. They want to know what it is and come check it out. And then they stay for the rest. Yeah. You know, you mentioned pastry beers and Brian, you had mentioned pastry. When I heard king cake beer, when I heard you were doing a king cake beer, I expected something big and thick and boozy and all that. This is drinkable. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is one you don't have to stick to a four-ounce pour of it. I'm not even sure what I'd call the base style on this. Does it fit any guideline of a base beer style? It really doesn't. The closest it kind of comes is like a a, a British golden or like one of the lighter shilling Scottish, you know, as a base. But there's so much going on between all the different malts and and other fermentables in there that – it really doesn't fall into any category at all. It's just kind of standalone. Right. But if it's one that if you like to have a little flavor, you know, you want a little spice, a little pastry, you know, the cinnamon notes and that, this is one you can drink. You don't have to just sip it and go get your blood sugar tested. This is one I, right. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're coming up on the season where there'll be a million pumpkin beers out there. I don't want any of those pumpkin beers. I'll drink king cake beer. Sure. Because it's go. got a little bit of the spice to it. It satisfies that desire for a little bit of interesting warming spice in a beer. I'm like, I'm down with that. I mean, a couple cans of pie filling in the mash for this, and Stan could easily throw this on these spices on for his uh That's a good point. for the pumpkin beer set. There. The holiday pumpkin beer. That's it, man. It's too late in the year to, to offer it though. This I mean, is true. We're, this we're is way true. Past the yeah. <laughs> August the, the I can't wait for July when the July Toberfest come out. Yeah. So something that you were uh, telling us about was coming out is the Harvest series of beers. Uh, What is that? What's what is what are we talking about here? So the Harvest series, my parents have a couple hundred acres back home that have a significant number of fruit trees. Not enough to be considered an orchard per se, but enough fruit production that I can make a beer. So my plan to do is each year, mom and dad have agreed to give me the majority of the harvest so that I can implement that into a beer. And so each year it's going to be different based on what the harvest produces. You know, like this year we're working on right now, I've got it packaged, just waiting for it to uh, carve up and be ready for tap. I've got a, an apricot pale ale. And then later it's in the middle of fermentation. Now I've, I've got a dark Saison with plum and all the apricots, all the apricots and all the plums came from my parents' place. There we go. Sounds like a a possibility to get some wild stuff going on, too, at some point in the future. All those things seem like they'd be fun in a wild ale, too. Yeah. I mean, that's down the road probably for you a bit. Yeah. 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 Seltzers, are they going to happen at NGBC? (laughs) We'll see. Okay. (laughs) Never say never, right? He didn't shoot it down like I was kind of hoping he might. You know, it's kind of one of those things you get get broken down after a while. You know, it's like like, a seltzer, seltzer, seltzer. A silent sigh. like, yeah. Okay, maybe. (laughs) And if he did, no room to brew those right now, even if he did want to, right? Right. Have no room to brew them. Exactly. No room to brew them. No sours. Right. We really appreciate you joining us. We're about out of time here. Stan, good catching up with you, man. Good times. Absolutely, man. Excellent. Sean, great chatting with you. Take care of Stan. He needs it. Yes. You know, but is there anything else you want folks to know about NGBC? We're open. Come drink beer. We're here and we got beer. That's great. And if folks want to know when to come visit and what's happening, what's the best place to do that? Uh, You can get all our information off our website. Uh, It's got all our socials, our hours, our address, everything. And our website is simply ngbc.beer. ngbc.beer. Sounds good, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Cheers.
appreciate well, it. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week. We're going to be at Classic City Brew Fest, Brian. We're going to talk to some of the brewers there. 25th anniversary. Yep of Classic City. For more craft beer info, follow us online. We are Bear Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. <laughs>